Okay, welcome back to another episode of Books and Brooms, the official HMS Harmony podcast. As always, I'm your host, the Above Average Joe, and I've got Lauren back with me again. Hi, guys. And Lauren, who do we have on, on the show with us today? We have uh, Rainbow, who is the beta, I think you said it, beta, I never know with that one, um, for Invieri, who writes the Ancient and Most Noble House of Potter, also known as Ahop, which um, gets him a certain amount of flack, because a load of Americans I know like to refer to it as Ahop. Ah, I gotta love the jokes. Well, welcome, guys. Howdy. How you doing? So, um... Just to, I'm sure there aren't very many, but for those of our listeners who haven't read A Hop yet, um, what's the story about? Pancake do you want to do it, Rainbow, or me? <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll do it mainly because you won't take it seriously. Um, A Hop, hang on, he doesn't take anything seriously. That's a good point. Is, he doesn't. Um, <laughs> and it's it's kind of been a headache when, as I as I've worked with Envy for so long. Uh, so long, it's been a few months now, but I've gotten to know Envy pretty well. Basically, you you learn a lot when you you learn a lot about a person as you beta their writing. Um, you learn a lot of their bad habits, the stuff that they wish you didn't know, that kind of stuff um, <laughs> about them. <laughs> so that's that's kind of been the thing. But uh, getting back on topic, A Hop is a complete series rewrite of the Harry Potter franchise. Um, including little bits of Fantastic Beasts, the Fantastic Beasts movies, um, but a complete series rewrite of the mainline story books one through seven and after of, uh, of the entire thing with a keener eye to detail, more consequences for stuff, some consequences that didn't need to be there in the first place and new stuff that he's come up with on the fly. Uh, with a more serious tone involved and a lot more exploration of uh, of history and um, pulling in more relevant uh, historical myth, uh, be it Arthurian, Celtic, uh, Norse, or otherwise uh, influences that had an inf- that had an impact on the sh- on the on the movies and books we all know and love, but now have been fleshed out to a more um, somewhat accurate degree. Uh, also with a heavy dose of George R. R. Martin Game of Thrones, or George R. R. Martin's Game of Thrones slash Song of Ice and Fire, uh, Tolkien's Lord of the Rings series, uh, that entire universe, as well as way too much Dragon Age Inquisition. <laughs> it's a good game, man. Now, unlike good George R. R. Martin, you actually plan on finishing this one, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's... It, it, it's getting away from me, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's definitely planned to be. Well, it's going to take him at least another eighteen months, probably just to get up to fourth year, isn't it? Uh, probably not. No, because I mean, like, I only wrote the first chapter in the end of May. It was it was written and posted the same day, uh, and that was like May twenty ninth, I think. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um. So, the last chapter to be uploaded was 33. Uh, as it stands currently, fourth year will start on chapter 60. So, 
couple of months. Yeah, and you were saying to me the other day that you reckon it's going to be something like 150, 200 chapters. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got asked on the Discord. Uh, I can't remember who, but I think it, I think it was Annie or someone like that. Uh, like, how many chapters do you think the whole story will be? And I was like, I don't know, 150, something like that. And recently, like in the past like month and a half, two months, I've started using a program called Campfire, uh, which is like a world building program. Because uh, I was I was using like Word documents and Excel sheets and stuff before, uh, and it's got a function for like timelines, so you can like I've used it to jot down like chapters, so I know like where they are and stuff. And uh, yeah, <laughs> started like putting down the the chapters, like transferring them from Word from like bullet points to actual things that I can use. And uh, yeah, <laughs> got to got to the end of third year's summer and I was like shit that's chapter 59 so <laughs> and that's assuming I don't split a single chapter as well yeah which I know you've done at least once already twice uh, yeah the, fir the first chapter that Rainbow ever did work on which was six. chapter 6 yeah uh, 6, 7 and 8 were all supposed to be one chapter <laughs> Uh, and that was before I started doing like 10,000 word chapters. Like at the time, my longest ever chapter was like 7,000 words. So that happened. <laughs> now, now I think my longest is 19,000 and that was the summer between uh, first and second year. The black one. Uh, no, no, no. It was, it was the uh, Opton. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because the Black yeah. Wedding ended up being like, what, 26,000 and we had to split that one? No, 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 no. no. The um, the the opt-in chapter was 19. No, you, yeah, you're right. We split that one uh, and right after... The Black Wedding was next. Yeah, because we split that one right after the instructor lady punched him in the face. <laughs> yeah, that was fun to write. You know, it's reassuring to hear that somebody else uses massive Excel spreadsheets when planning stories because I started to think I was the only freak who did it. Oh, Joe, you should see because like <laughs> he kept talking about like so part of part of what we were taught when we started working together, it was you know very formal as we started to relax and get to know each other. And he kept talking about all these plans he had. It was like, all right, man, I need this shit. You need to actually send me some of these documents so I have an idea of where you're going. And so he's like, okay, um, how do you want to do it? And I, says, I said, well, I'll set up a file in Google Docs and we'll just collaborate there. So I set up a file and shared it to him. <laughs> I set up a file and shared it to him. Says, just, you know, throw some stuff in there and let me know what's going on. Thinking maybe he was going to upload the outline and some of his other documents. No, it was like a file system that he uploaded that I was just like, what am I looking at? Holy crap. Yeah, there was a folder for like each year. There was a folder for like noble families schooling. Yeah, which I've seen. Yeah, uh, we have a lot in common. <laughs> well, like, yeah, and to be fair, I also added to, but that's your own stupid fault. <laughs> well, before like like I'm professionally trained as uh, an environment artist. I worked in the games industry before uh, before lockdown uh, as an environment artist. 
uh, and one of the main things that I have to do as a 3D modeler whenever I'm building an environment is I have to know the story of it. So I'm used to having to add context to literally everything. Um, and that transferred to my writing. No stranger. Yeah, was, that was... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, I was going to say, that was actually so... one of my questions was, do you think that your day job has at all affected your opinion and your thoughts on world building and writing as a whole? And obviously the answer to that is yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I mean, I've I've always enjoyed world building. The kind of stories that I tend to gravitate towards are, um, you know, things with big universes. Like, I love Lord of the Rings. I love A Song of Ice and Fire. I love video games that do that exact same thing, like uh, Dragon Age, Mass Effect, Halo. Um, Star Wars is another franchise that I love and has this huge world that I can just immerse myself in. Um, so that definitely translates to my writing. And it's a bit weird as well, because like, I only read the books for the first time <clears throat> in May. So, and watched the movies properly all the way through as well. So, like, doing this was literally just like, look at the draw that it was Harry Potter. Um, it's, 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 it's weird coming from a world like fandoms where like there's a load of world building and then I come to this and I'm just like cool where is it <laughs> like it's over there and some of it's over there yeah like Rainbow's got a load of uh, DMs from me where I'm just bitching about J.K. Rowling <laughs> yes, you also do it in other places yeah yeah, I mean, like, I respect. Cut out of the show about when it comes to us, bitch. <laughs> I mean, I, res I respect her as a writer. Like, obviously, she's done something that has generated a untold amounts of wealth and it's inspired millions of people around the world and stuff. But I just wish that some things were a little bit more concrete. <laughs> so, like, um. The thing is, as um, I've had. Um, I've discussed um, Harry Potter with various people, and one of the people I discussed it with is my dad, because he actually bought me the books for the first time a long, long time ago, as Joe and I have discussed. Um, and you were saying she's good at spinning a yarn, but her character development isn't that brilliant. Yeah, everyone gets a hard reset every summer. Mm. Um well, to be fair to J.K. Rowling, uh, my brain usually feels felt like it had a uh, hard reset over the summer between school years too. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I... but I think the American summer holes are longer than ours because ours are normally only about six weeks, depending on whether you're at state school or private school. Yeah, and there's a difference between a hard mental reset and your personality just getting you know copy and pasted. Mm. Mm. I wish I wish there was a few things that had more of an effect throughout the stories because like parcel tongue for example sounds like a really cool gift but it's there for a book and then apparently you can learn it by listening to someone sleep like talking to sleep so like when i read that in the book and then when i watched it again in, in the film i was just kind of like hmm 
I don't like that. <laughs> um, yeah, but also the whole Ginny thing, talking about um, things from the books. Ginny, Ginny is... Ooh, you can't Ginny tell me Ginny. that second year did not have an effect on her. Yeah, um, I saw. I saw a really. I've not. I've not. I've not seen it in ages. But so after I read the books and I watched the films, I went straight into harmony. Because uh, <laughs> just just because I was irritated, <laughs> I was like, "Hmm, that doesn't work." But um, I went. I went straight into the. Um, AO3 and fanfiction's archives for stories and stuff. And I remember seeing one of the stories that had recent, recently been updated, like when I started reading them. And it was something about Ginny being a bibliophile or something like that. It was a Harmony story. I can't remember what it's called. I just remember that from the summary. And I was like, yeah, that, that would kind of make more sense. I think like it should be like it'd be very black and white for her. Like she'd either be pushed more to uh, like trying to have a similar experience with other books or she'd be the complete opposite and just never want to touch a book again. Um, I think she could go either way and like exploring either of those possibilities is pretty cool. Something that I've not, really seen done but this time yes yeah, the other one that I um, I envy and I were joking the other week month whenever it was saying that um, myself and a couple of other people have already arranged this next project <laughs> Isn't it funny how that happens that's not happening <laughs> want a bet yeah, yeah, actually. <laughs> well, you were you saying that he should do an um, an heir of the founders type thing. Just because I, I would I, like to see Invy's take on it. I think Rainbow would actually kill me. Yeah, I probably would. Because, like... Well, you, are, I, you already want to kill him. So how is that different? So actually I mean, this time I'd actually... Yeah, this time I'd actually <laughs> fly out to, to the UK. Because, like... I mean, I've, I've, I've kind of there's there's things that happen with the founders in a heart without spoiling anything. Like the the more in the story than in the original books. That's uh, difficult. But like a main a big recurring theme <clears throat> in a hop is what you think you know is fact when it comes to history isn't necessarily true uh hmm. so and that that applies to a number of characters and a number of uh historical events as well man it is really hard not to spoil anything yeah it is i'm just keeping my mouth shut with some of these <laughs> things. let's let's well, thing is, quick a little bit let's uh rainbow you brought this up earlier kind of the the bond that develops when you start working with the beta and the relationship between beta and Arthur. What, what was the first time that you guys, let's say, butted heads? <laughs> <laughs> oh, first I, chapter I, they worked together, I'm guessing. Uh, the second one, actually. Um, 
the first thing I that struck me when I started working with Envy was how heavily influenced he was by A Song of Ice and Fire. Um, and this was before he added the the HPGRM uh, tag to his name on the Harmony server. No, 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 no. No, I'm not done yet. You hush. That, that, that got given to me. I got told Whatever. to add that. Whatever. <laughs> sure. Um, but the first thing I hit him with, and this was, again, before I got to know him, so I was trying to be really gentle about things, whereas nowadays I just kind of walk up and hit him upside the head with things. Um, I was like, look, I like this story. I like what you're writing. I like how it's going. But you need to make a decision. Is this a Harry Potter fan fiction? Or is this a Game of Thrones Harry Potter crossover? I remember that conversation. Because right now you're writing a fucking crossover. And that's cool if you want to go that way. But I have a feeling that's not what you're after. And you need to bring back Harry Potter into this because it doesn't feel like it anymore. Mm. I think like with that, with that in like particularly, uh, that was just unfortunate timing for the most part because it happened to be the first time you, you baited for me just happened to be in a chapter that ended up getting split into three and it all happened to take place in this other world, which has been so isolated from the rest of the world for so long. Because, um, like in reality, that that chapter was only supposed to take place, what like for a single chapter, and then my whole plan was to like, yeah, <laughs> and then like my whole plan was supposed to go back to um, like the more Harry Potter feel. I just remember sitting there like, hmm, this probably isn't painting the story in the best light to him. <laughs> but I think realistically, like we've not really butted heads that much. Like, cause a lot of the time I just bow to rainbow superior knowledge. <laughs> cause like, I'm, so, I'm, I'm still so new to everything. Like if this was star Wars, I'd be like, boy, but, um, <laughs> Because I'm I'm still so new. Uh, a lot of the time when when people are like this doesn't feel like Harry Potter or you know Rainbow's like never write kids again. I'm like yeah, good point. Yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, you've said that too. You hate writing kids. Man, why? Why couldn't I've just started them off in fourth year like Dude, everyone I, else does? I told you. <laughs> um, so a big thing for for people who don't who don't uh, basically everyone other than but me and Envy um, is that he sends me massive just raw word docs. He doesn't do any editing uh, except for in the line. You know, if he's writing something and he spelled something wrong, he goes back and fixes it. That's about it. He just sends me a raw word document. Which, by the way, if you ever see how he has his computer screen set up, you'll think he's a serial killer. Um, you mean there are people who don't think that? <laughs> okay. So he writes it on he writes it on desktop, and what, how I've seen most writers write now, I write is it's one page, really magnified. So you only see a portion of the page. 
regardless of how big the screen is. Like I write on a 32 inch monitor. I've got a big ass monitor in front of me. He writes his, his, I've got three as well. Literally, There are three (laughs) monitors here, but he writes his zoomed to like a hundred percent. So it's not like full. It's just like how a page actually looks. And then he writes a page and he has another page beside it. So that if he scrolls down a little bit, he's got four pages on the screen at once. What? Exactly. I've got a lot to like keep track of, man. <laughs> he likes like, the serial killing. It's it's scary. I mean, I mean, like my whole writing setup when I actually am writing is even worse because usually, so I've got a twenty-one inch graphic Huion monitor. That's kind of like my main monitor, uh, and then I've got a twenty-four inch on the right hand side and another twenty-one inch on the left. Now. On the right, I tend to have like uh, like Discord or um, reference images or that kind of thing. On the left, I t- I always have the uh, the full work on AO3, so that I can quickly control F and search something just to make sure that like I'm being consistent. And then I also have the campfire document, which is extensive and sometimes i have the google drive uh open as well depending on like what i'm working on and then i've got like word on my middle monitor we were discussing earlier the sort of extensive world building you've done and then you decided to add to it by (laughs) letting people one do original characters but then how many character sheets did you end up doing for Characters we're basically never going to see. Every um, single one of them. I know. That's, that's not all of them either. Like, so Jesus far- Christ on a crutch. Hang on. Like, for you to turn your camera or something, we see this giant wall of like newspaper. <laughs> yeah, like the, the Charlie pick, the Charlie meme is like, and there's red, t- red twine <laughs> going everywhere. Yeah, that's how I feel sometimes, just kind of hearing him talk. It's just like, Hang on. Why? I'm, ju- I'm, ju- I'm just opening up Campfire. But, um, yeah, what prompted you to add even further to the world building and get people to invent original characters? Myself included, uh, by the way. Uh, laziness. Um, for the most part. So, uh, I gave... It still makes me laugh you tried to make me a morning person. That is just not going to happen. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, I, was, I was just... <laughs> so, first off... Um, one of the big things to know in AHOP is I gave a massive population boost to everyone. Like, uh, I found it really difficult to believe that 60 million people live in the UK in the 90s and there's like 2,000, 3,000 wizards and witches in all of that. Like, that's not a, sustain- that's not a sustainable uh, civilization. Regardless of if you hang on, MV, my internet's decided to play silly buzz. Give me two seconds. Yeah, yeah it's cool. <clears throat> Sorry about that. I'm back. So, um, so, yeah, you were saying you found it hard to believe that there was only about I think two or three thousand wizards and witches, and they needed a massive population boost. Basically. Yeah, yeah, because they'd have just bred themselves into extinction. Um, I understand the direction that a lot of people take the Lord Potter trope in terms of like the pure blood families 
mixed quite heavily and not too many branches on their family trees because it's it's what happened historically nobility has always uh interbred um excuse me and so when you have a huge population boost and you know seven years of your story are taking place in a school uh it makes sense that you know you would need to introduce original characters at some point uh not to mention i created a whole other world alongside that because i hate myself because that's the only explanation i've got yeah. well, <laughs> that or you hate rainbow no he had oh, invented before so yeah, yeah, yeah. that's hating himself that's just sharing the pain. Mm. So, I was just going to say, um, in a minute, how did you guys actually end up working together? So I'm guessing you met on <laughs> the Harmony server? Yeah, uh, it was literally, um, uh, he posted it on in the writing channel. I was like, hey, looking for a beta reader. And I was like, sure, hit me up. And he did. And after the first chapter, I was like, dude, you got anything else? hit me directly up again, whatever. Um, I'm always happy to look at things. And a week goes by, and he got another chapter, or not even a week, it was like three days goes by. It's like, I got another chapter to look for a beta reader. I just messaged him directly. It's like, dude, I told you, just hit me up. Completely forgot about Yeah, he forgot about me. And he's like, you hero, sends me the next chapter. And from there, the rest is history because he just foregoed asking again, just kept throwing shit at me. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so... Rainbow isn't actually my first beta on the story. Um, I so I joined the Discord solely to find a beta. I've never had a beta before. Um, I was four chapters in when uh, when I first started looking for one. Because I, I the way I've always worked was write a chapter post it because i never understood like how the beta function works on uh fan fiction which was up until that point the only time the only place i'd ever posted a story i made an ao3 account solely to post uh a hop and um <clears throat> so the first the first beta i had was i don't know what their actual name is but they went by louise uh, on the on the Discord, and at the time, she was studying for exams, and the day Rainbow first checked uh, chapter six was the day after she told me that she needed she was going to be disappearing for two weeks uh, to study for exams. So I was like, "Cool, uh, I'll keep it moving." Uh, just let me know, you know, how your exams go and all of that, because we got on pre pretty well. And then, uh, like Rainbow said, he messaged me. Um, Rainbow admittedly wasn't the only one to have a look at Chapter Six. There was a couple of others, like uh, Struggle Muggle was one of them, <clears throat> who did um, the something Mother, I think. That one. Um, he helped me fix a couple of uh, spelling issues and grammar problems. 
but most of the changes were were rainbow. And then chapter seven came along because like I I never wanted to like assume or anything like that with with anyone. You so forgot. Just, you already said that part. Oh yeah, like like I also forgot as well. <laughs> but like even um, even now, uh, sometimes I'll I'll be like you know, am I cool to send you this chapter? Um, like if I know he's doing something or he's got something going on, for example. So yeah, I spent the last yeah. for for everyone wondering. I spent the last the reason the updates have kind of slowed down a little bit. So I had the uh, last three weeks. Uh, last three weeks I've been on vacation. Uh, I took a really long vacation from work because I was going crazy, and I spent it in California with some friends. So that's why some of the updates have slowed down a little bit. And he's got two chapters ready for me that I haven't even started because work has been crazy. <laughs> so you're saying we should all blame you? Yeah, probably. Like. He says that, but like I only finished that second one, like chapter thirty-five, not yesterday, but the day before. So, like, it's also partly my fault because I slowed down a little bit as well. But uh, yeah, when the story first went up, it was like a new chapter every three, and now it's like once a week, once every week and a half, something like that. It was not like the world tried to catch on fire a couple of times since it started. I think you're allowed. Yeah. <laughs> and the chapter's got like a lot longer. Like the very first chapter was two and a half thousand words. And now I rewrote it and it's ten. Like there's things like that that happen as well. So let's uh let's pick your brain a little bit here. I know we've we had a, a standalone episode dedicated to fan fiction tropes, but right now, what are some of your favorite and least favorite tropes that you've un- encountered in the Harmony fanfic world. Are you talking about? Are you talking to him or me? Because I've oh, been here for a long time. Both, but keep it short, Rainbow. I'll let Rainbow go first. Uh, uh, just a little background. I've been in the fanfiction community, uh, specifically Harry Potter community, for 18 years now. Um, I've had a my re- my registered account on fanfiction.net, which I'm not telling y'all the name of, is 18 years old. I've been I've been with the the community basically since it started. Uh, favorite tropes. Uh, I. I admit I love the schlocky, just terrible tropes. I love bashing, especially when it involves the Weasleys and Dumbledore. Um, I like Lord Potter. I don't care what anyone says. Um, And I like time travel. I'm really big into time travel shit. Yes. I agree with you. Although, to be fair, I agree with you partially on the Weasleys. I think it does depend on the Weasleys, though. Okay. uh, I am specifically referencing Ron, Ginny, and Molly. Okay. That'll give you the twins. Right. Sometimes, maybe the Bill, unholy. Charlie, and Arthur. Leave alone. I'm fine with that. Um, to be fair, I do quite like the twins. The twins are fun. Yes, they are sometimes asses, but they are also fun. Really, I hadn't noticed. You do find a way to bring them up every episode. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to say that. anything. Actually noticed that, but then you're the one who does the editing, as we've discussed previously. You so and so. Oh, are we still angry about what I did to you during episode three? I still refuse to listen to it. You, it's funny. <laughs> you need to. Mm. I go through the time and effort to put something in like that, and you won't even listen. You guys see what I have to deal with here? Yeah. Can yeah. I ask, who was it that created the uh, playlist for the next one? Yeah. Well. Uh. 
Yeah, so I had to listen to the entire episode um, just to make up the playlist, which included me singing. Yeah. <laughs> I left that in. Of course you did. did. Okay, so least favorite tropes. Oh, God. Grind um, your ears. Least favorite tropes. Um... I don't know because I, you know, I tend, I, I'm really weird these days um, with, with stories I read that if something doesn't grab my attention or if something annoys me, I just stop reading it. So I don't, I haven't really developed a least favorite in a long time. Um, probably stuff that I'm going to be a little bit more skeptical, skeptical about reading is a full overhaul uh, alternate universe um, or a, um, so you mean basically what Envy's writing now? I was no. going to say, you could just say AOP if you want. No, actually, uh, his is not a full <laughs> overhaul. It's it's like a side overhaul. of um, I mean, something that, that takes the, the both literal and figurative magic out of things. Like, um, I'm not I'm not saying someone's story in particular, but this is the first one that pops in my head, like a, like a secret agent alternate universe or a, or a pirate alternate universe, things like that, that Basically, they have removed the magic, the literal magic, the guffin out of Harry Potter, and they have changed it to something else. Um, another one I don't enjoy are things that follow canon as though they were the book of law. Like, honestly, I hate Half-Blood Prince and Deathly Hollows. I hate those books. I Such find a shame them. that they've not been released yet. I know. Um, <laughs> uh, I find I find the story boring and Deus Ex Machina filled filled with Deus Ex Machina. I don't want to read them. So books that that retread canon without an ounce of creativity, I don't I don't want to read. Um, but in terms of an actual literal trope, not really. Um, there's so really what's nothing your take on things like um, certain characters reading the books, things like that? Is that a trope? Oh, you mean like the fourth war break? Oh, well, uh, not exactly. I mean, I have seen um, there is something that I do like. So there used to be um, a fit called Harry Potter and the Presently Past read the books. So you've got. Oh God, I remember that. Yeah, um, there's something like that in like every fandom. I, yeah, you know, I mean, and... I quite like it because they can potentially use it. Say, for example, you get the Marauders to read it, you can potentially change the books completely. Or... Honestly, with things like that, um, I'm going to have to have someone I know really well recommend that shit to me mm. because I'm not going to pick it up in the first place. Like, if I see that cross my feed as like a a, some, like it's in like let's say I go trawling through fan fiction for something to read just because I'm bored. Um, I it will have to jump out on uh, jump out of jump off my screen, bitch, let me across the face and say read me, because by default I'm just gonna skip it. Okay. So like I, as I'm, I'm really particular when it comes when it comes to what I will read and what I won't read, and honestly, I that's kind of saved me from developing a a severe distaste for things other than the the stuff I try and see and the, the stuff I do want to read like a like most of what I read is harmony these days and it's got to fall if it falls into like a canon retread or something like that I'm just gonna skip it 
So that's just kind of that that innate that has enabled me to not develop a, a just a knee jerk I hate this trope kind of kind of thing going on. And again, I like some of the schlocky ones. So what you gonna do? I'm a bit weird with mine because really you surprise me. Because <laughs> like I mean, at this point, I think I've read everything that's over sixty thousand words on both fan fiction and archive there isn't some weird crossover uh or immediately jumped out as a big yikes like okay my first ever story that i read for harmony was the realistic series and fuck i hate that like nah like that that I've never read it, so I don't know. And it's, from what everybody said, I don't want to. It's it's a yikes. Um, and if I was the author of that, I'd be asking myself some serious fucking questions. Um, but it basically, like, it started off as Harmony, and then uh, it tackled mental health in a really bad way oh, uh and there was yeah, also I'm not some, touching that oh one. yeah actually, and, th- and then uh, there was some other stuff as well that happened which i won't i won't go into but like as far as i'm concerned anything after that is just like onwards and upwards <laughs> but like uh i've seen like i like most of the tropes but personally i think some of them could Already be done, done. better well, like they're overdone, or they could be done better, or something like that. Like, I'm a big history fan. Like, I love medieval history. Really? Um, Never could <laughs> Castles. <laughs> <laughs> but like, oh, you're right. You can't ever get anything better than a castle. But uh, like, the Lord Potter trope, for example, uh, can be done well and can be done very, very badly. Yeah, yeah, and I I completely agree with that because like, unfortunately, the the majority, excuse me, the majority it's like oh, Harry inherits like fifteen, sixteen different titles, which by the way doesn't actually happen, at least in the way that it's commonly done in the trope. I know. As, don't get me started. So he needs fifteen, sixteen wives. That is not how that works. <laughs> like, no, it isn't. Um, about 15, 16, well, actually maybe five or six kids, but, you know. Like, like, at the end of the day, like, that doesn't, to me, that's no longer, like, a Lord Potter trope. That's just wish fulfillment of the author wanting a harem, which is, I'm not a fan of in the first place, because historically they are not good things to want to be a part of. They're really not. Um, which people just gloss over all the time. Um, and then there's there's other things where it's like uh, cool you make him a lord but then he has no responsibilities he can do yeah he can do whatever he wants but you know he at the end of the day he doesn't answer to anyone or you overpower the characters to the point where there's no conflict there's no tension in the story or anything like that like um and that vexes me as a reader because <laughs> like that's the whole point of a story it's like 
conflict resolution. Um, but if it's yeah, in but balance, sorts of, no... to be fair, certain sorts of conflicts are better than others. Yeah, I mean, like personally, personally for me, if if the conflict isn't balanced, like if it couldn't go either way, then it doesn't feel uh, gratifying when the hero triumphs, or if you want to be a real bastard when the villain wins <laughs> um but thankfully it... you're not that much of a bastard are you envy <laughs> um <laughs> the silence was palpable <laughs> like again there's like, some close calls oh yeah uh unfortunately i know <laughs> I, just, I just remembered rainbow's reaction to uh what was it? it was it was chapter nine wasn't it it was just like I, um with uh the guards and, oh uh, yeah, like, yeah can i point out i still can't read chapter 30 or whatever it is <laughs> yeah that was i refuse i still can't go there yet chap chapter 30 um i've i've never known rainbow to be so smug um, because he'd been telling me for oh yes, <laughs> he'd been telling me for ages that like my decisions were gonna come bite me in the ass, and they bit me in the ass. Um, yeah, but... I think he's also said that chapter thirty-one was one of your worst ever. Oh it yeah, was. yeah, because like I didn't want to write it. <laughs> like that's the... <laughs> that's that's the long and short of it. Which is funny because I. I... Despite the fact you can't read it, um, Lauren, uh, I actually consider 30 to be his best chapter. Um, it has I the fewest... Eventually, I'm just struggling. It's fine. Uh, it, I struggled has... to write it for like a week. <laughs> it has the fewest number of edits. Um, most of it just grammatical things I, I, I needed to change up and a um, couple of his, his nasty mistakes that crop up or crop up every other chapter or so um but largely it needed nothing in my opinion and i wanted to let it stand the way the way it was written it didn't need my my guiding hand at all i'm so glad that like i didn't write any of that on paper like when i was actually typing up the chapter because like there would have literally been tears in the page um I felt no sympathy for him. Fuck you. <laughs> How would you ever feel sympathy for him? Never. <laughs> like, there's been times... So, like, I was I was saying this to Rainbow, like, the other night, actually. Um, I put Harry through some shit. Because, um, like, as, as, as far as I'm concerned, like, we're still in the first act. Like, the story has three acts. And the first act doesn't finish until end of third year. Um, as it stands currently, what everyone is reading, probably even like when when this goes up, uh, you are seeing the foundations of the man that Harry will become. Um, so as much <laughs> as much as I traumatize him and feel really shitty for doing it. Uh, 
there is a reason for it and i do apologize <laughs> if, if people are like just give them a break um but there is a reason for what you're saying is there is a reason for it we may not like it but there is a reason for it i might not even like it like <laughs> but but there's there's a lot of scenes as well that just come out of nowhere like there's been times where i've been writing it and i've genuinely cried uh i'm not an emotional person really uh but there's been... you surprise me. <laughs> there's times where like I've had to get up and walk around the house or something like that, or uh, just go and sit downstairs, or even just like I'll put into the Discord like every now and then. Be like, I'm writing a bullshit chapter. <laughs> like, just give me like all the fluff that you can find. Or he'll send he'll send me like Rainbow, Rainbow. Fuck! I made myself <laughs> sad. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have and, to quote it, you bastard. <laughs> and for me, it'll be like. Did you actually expect anything else? It'll be like uh, three or four in the morning for me, and I, like luckily I sleep like a log, so I don't hear it. But then I wake up and I roll over and I look at it and I'm like, "Well, he'll shit. either get over it or he'll kill <laughs> or he'll bug me later." So fuck it. <laughs> Let's face it, it's normally the buggy later, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, um, getting back to your, your original question, um, there's, there's a couple of tropes that I tend to gravitate towards, and that's usually, usually, like, the fluffier ones. I dislike, I mean, I can understand them seeing other people first, but, like, I don't want to read that. Um. So, like, I love I love stories where they go to like the Yule Ball together or Slughorn's party. Um, Petri's fit it is brilliant. I had a little fangirl moment when I realised he was on the server. Uh, I love Bonded story. That's always a good feel good one. Um, you have listened to that podcast, haven't you? Yeah, but I've slept since then. <laughs> like, for really? like, import- you actually sleep. Considering what time, anyway. <laughs> My sleeping pattern's gotten better. I swear. It hasn't. Yeah, that's quality. not saying much, MV. I know what it was like when it started. <laughs> He's lying to you, Lauren. I know it's bad. Well, like, I was going to bed at like 5 a.m. and waking up at 2 in the afternoon, but like now I'm passing out at like 1, which is an improvement. I'm still waking up pretty late. But it's just more because I sleep like a corpse. Yeah, and can I point out we're in the same time zone as well? Yep. <laughs> um, one one trope I will always say that I fucking hate is love potions. I hate them. They should they shouldn't exist. Period. Like I have issues with them. Uh, but the thing is, it's a. The thing is, it's a convenient excuse for sixth and seventh year, really, isn't it? it yeah, but um, to me, to me, they're no better than like consistently roofing someone. That's um, what they are, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I like so. Um, sorry to interrupt you. I like the way um, LeQuinn took that in uh, uh, in his story. Um, well, last chance. That one, thank you. For some reason, I could not think of it. It was a short, 
three or four chapter section right in the middle of it where you had the that the Weasleys fell on a dark side and I, I liked that because it's like because up until that they were kind of neutral if not a little bit kind of dickish but they fell those two those three specifically fell pretty dark after that and I liked that idea of it so you didn't know which direction they were going to fall and using the love potions and exactly the way you described them was the the fulfillment of that arc of oh okay so they're sneaky little bastards they need to die um, like I enjoyed that story apart from that um, that was really the only only part of that story that I felt icky about just because there was no like I feel like if there was lead up to it then sure like I'd probably appreciate that arc in the story better um but just for me because it came out of literally nowhere um I always tend to skip that that section now and just kind of move on to the next next arc I mean I skip it too, but mm. I still I still preferred it as being part of the story as opposed to not. Yeah. So, what are some of your favorite fix then? Oh, sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> you want to just give us your fanfic.net profile, Rainbow? No, go straight to hell. <laughs> Damn uh, it! I tried, people. I tried. Oh I really God. like Dobby's deceit. Like that's like Dobby's deceit. Marauder's Plan, mm. uh, Sympathetic Properties, Strangers on a Train, um, like big meaty stories that I can just like sink my teeth into. Because like I'm I'm a quick reader. Like I read the entire book series in three days. So like, we are definitely way too much on each other's wavelength. <laughs> like Marauder's Plan, I annihilated in like two days. Um, Dobby's Deceit I can read in in le in like a day, maybe a day and a bit, because it's only about three hundred and fifty thousand words. But like those were the th were the main stories behind a hot mm. for sure. Like Dobby's Deceit and Marauder's Plan more. Um, so but, where yeah. do you both stand on Robst? Because he seems to be a slightly divisive figure. <laughs> in so. Random. So, God, I'm gonna sound like an old man here. Back in you the are. day, didn't you know that? Go straight to hell, Lauren. Um, <laughs> Can I put out? I'm only two fandom years younger than you. But I'm like ten years older than you in real life. So. No, you're really not. If you're the same age as um, a mutual Italian American friend of ours, then you're only about four years older than me. All right. Okay. So it's not that bad. I'm still older than he is. Uh, so um, back in the day, which again is a phrase I hate saying, but I find myself saying very often around you youngins, um, Robst was the guy, you know, he pioneered the long format fan fiction, the long format mm. harmony too. Yep. So speaking literally, I grew up with Robst. I love him. You know, he's got some some stories that are pretty miss and some that aren't, but I love him. Um, actually, one of the stories that would be on my favorite list would have been on, would have been one of his. 
it's so weird that you guys call him Robst because I just call him Rob St. I it, if I'm saying it out loud, I say Robst. If I'm saying it in the, in the back of my head, it's Rob St. So just yeah, yeah. kind of both. Um, um, doing a deep cut because <laughs> I got to say this. Uh, one of my favorite <laughs> favorite stories of all time that I actually will go back and read every now and then is uh, Sunset and Sunrise over Britain. I read that yes. recently, and I. I, I I had to stop. Uh, I think I was reading Sunset. Um, there was like I'm sure the like because I think I think I think it's a couple that wrote them. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's no longer with us. She still is. Sadly, yeah. he passed away of cancer uh, a few years ago. Mm, yeah, yeah. I've thought about now, that. Yeah. I was I was reading the stories on I think it was their website or whatever. Fanficauthors.net. Maybe it had like a blue banner. Yep, but, that's um, fanficauthors.net. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's where also um, you can find Canon Kinsodov's Muggle Summer Wizards Fall, which is still one of my favorite fics on there. I haven't read that. Um, oh, you should. It's unfortunately unfinished, but it is ridiculously yeah. long. Feel free to link it. Um, I'll send it to you later. Yeah, but uh, well, to be fair, one, I read it when it was still on his Google Drive, which again probably shows you how old I am. One, one thing that really put me off that fic was the pet peeves in the author's oh. notes at the bottom. <laughs> oh like, man, I forgot. You've only been reading fan fiction for so long. That used to be a thing. You I mean, used to put your author's notes before and after. After. Oh, oh no! I mean, I mean, like I, I've been reading fan fiction since like oh nine. Um, this, this is still pre that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, like in 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 the fandoms that that I come from, it's still it's still pretty common. Um, but what what really put me off? Like there was a few like questionable decisions that I think that they made. In the story, that I was just kind of like, eh. But um, but that's just down to personal taste. But like, really, um, it was just highlighting what they found annoying in other people's writing, and I was just like, the ego, <laughs> like, well, because um, so like, no one thing. else also, I've ever read has done that, so it yeah, just rubbed also, me the wrong way. I also think it possibly hasn't dated well in the it's nicest not, possible no. way. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really not. <laughs> so Sunset and Sunrise, um, for the listeners who don't know, are two very long fan fictions at uh, 378,000 and 648,000 words, respectively. Um, uh, it's a uh, alternate universe starting at the end of book five, I think. Yeah, book five. It opens with Sirius's uh, death. Um, that hurts. Yeah, it Every does. Time. It does. Um, but also keeping in mind that they were completed, Sunset was completed in November of 05, and Sunrise was completed in January or June of 07. Um, they are old in terms of the Fantric universe, and they are definitely products of their time. Like, I was reading both of them as they were coming out on almost a weekly basis back in the day. 
Like I followed them religiously. Every time there was an update, I would drop everything, run over to my computer because my smartphone wasn't good enough at that at that point, and I read it there. Um, they sure are does that at the moment with a hop. <laughs> <laughs> I get messages from him like after I post a chapter, he's like, Well, who does not doing any work? E wind. <laughs> yeah. Um they are products of their time and they definitely show it. Like they are um very much so this is an interesting con connection to make, but I'm pretty sure they were both American authors. Um yep. judging by the fact that the Granger set a pool and Envy likes to complain about that. <sighs> but um, yeah, can I point out I'm still a member of their what used to be Yahoo group and is now groups.io. Yeah. Um, but they were very obviously influenced by 9-11 and the trauma that was associated with that, given how big the the world-ending consequences are in both Sunset and Sunrise. Mm. Yeah. And it's yeah, very interesting to come at that from... 19 years or however long it's been years later and read them again and still and feel that that trauma that is still evident in this writing still bleed forward i you know i still enjoy them um are there parts that are hard to read absolutely them, some mm -hmm. of the, some of them are very hard to read but i still think they are they would go in my top five list both of them as a as a as a they would share the same spot I think I think that's true for like a lot of uh, the larger stories. Like, there's things that will rub you differently, like depending on uh, who writes it, how they decide to write it, uh, when you're reading it. Uh, so your mood when you're that. reading and what's going on in your life when you read it, actually. Yeah, yeah, like um, influences. Uh, have an impact on how you view a story and view the decisions that an author makes uh for sure like i can't like i've read rob st's stuff um i read each of them once and i can't read them again because i i read them when i was like fresh to the fandom in may mm and which is blowing my mind every time you mention it <laughs> like because like i've read you know like a song of ice and fire fan fiction for like you know five plus years i've read star wars for since like i started mass effect halo dragon age elder scrolls all of them but like in the grand scheme of things, it's not even been a year for for harmony yet. But um, which is weird because like I thought I'd give. Because it's not even been four six years months, ago. is it? No, no. I mean, like. No, actually, no. It has. If you started in May, it's been six months. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, just. Uh, the last story I wrote topped out at seventy thousand words, and I never finished it. And that was a Star Wars story. Uh, and that was like four years ago when I properly properly sat down to, to write it um, and I like when I stopped doing that I thought I'd stop writing for the rest of my life I never planned to pick it back up or anything like that so like when I came in and started reading like Rob's stuff I was just kind of like 
all right, this is obviously like wish fulfillment and all of that. And I, and I could see the dates on them. And I was like, okay, you know, I'll let it slide and stuff. But like, it's, it's one, he's one of those writers where like, I'll read the stuff once and then I've never once been able to like read any more than like a chapter after. Um, he's, he's obviously done a lot for a lot of the tropes and stuff, but he originated a lot of them, that's a thing. Yeah, I mean... No. He really didn't. Um, well, he certainly he, wrote the... I would have said he. there's a few of them where he wrote the iconic one. That I will agree with. He... he, he, he I, very few of his ideas come from... Or his tropes come directly from him. Um, but he has... Uh, like you said, he wrote the iconic, or he wrote the the standard of of many of the tropes. The Lord Potter trope, um, the time travel trope, a lot of the harem stuff. He he helped uh, codify into the default. I was gonna say him, and certainly with the harem one, I would have said Radislav is probably the other one on that one. Yeah, mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever read any of his because, like, I don't I don't click on harem stories. Uh, I never have. You usually um, get tricked into I've... them. Yeah, that I've been beaten into one, one or two, yeah. <laughs> the only reason I personally read that particular one was because he is the guy that wrote 30 Minutes that changed the world and oh, yeah. it's sequel. So I was thinking, oh, well, if he's not going to carry on writing that one, I might as well read some of the others, not realizing it was Harem, not realizing it was Harem and also being an awful lot younger then. So not really realizing some of the issues with that kind of stuff if that makes sense i'm um, pretty sure i've only been like like the biggest the biggest uh story i ever got baited into reading was the one with the marriage contract to fleur he said it to me a while back and i don't remember what it was now it's yeah. our DMs. um where it's like a prank from sirius uh because like I got baited in because the word count, <laughs> and I like, I was reading it and I was like, okay, okay, you know, like the betrothal will break up and you know, like it'll go to like Harry and Hermione. I lived, apparently, I was living in like uh, denial. But uh, I was gonna say the worst, it, the biggest it, it, one I've been was... baited into reading that I remember is probably the Sorting Hat. I've never. Oh that yeah, one. it's been a while. Wow. Pulling back on the memories. That Fleur yeah. one wasn't bad though. Like it was, apart from the parent, like it was, it was really well written. Um, but I pretty much well, yeah, that's Harry and pretty Hermione. much the same for the Sorting Hat. Um, mm. It was pretty well, pretty, come on, enunciate properly. Pretty well written. Um, that's right, man. I know better than most people how difficult words are. <laughs> Just ask Greenberg. <laughs> Yes, but the thing is, listening to you lot means that my enunciation has gone down the window. My grandparents would disown me. <laughs> I don't really pronounce like T's. So, like, when people say exactly, I do not want to sound like envy in the nicest possible way. I do not want to sound like envy. You yeah. don't. No one wants to sound like envy. Trust me. <laughs> Everyone says computer, and I'm so used to just saying computer. No, it's computer. Ooh. Or it's a PC. Internet. <laughs> Internet. 
All right, moving on from bashing Envy, even though it's fun. Oh, do we have to? <laughs> I'm sure Joe doesn't need to listen to us complain about one person. I'm like editing uh, is a lot easier. <laughs> but yeah, um, going back to what we were saying, so what I slightly got distracted. So going back, apart from laziness, what prompted the sort of original characters, but also you to do that many character sheets? Because I remember you whinging about it. How many did you do in the end? Uh, it's not done, but there's, uh, oh God, like. Too damn many. There's 90 something Hogwarts professors. There's. Uh, Including Henry Cavill. <laughs> yeah. Um, Can I put it? That was for Mika, not for me. No. So it was I can't get fine. the shit for that. Oh, I'll still give you shit for it regardless. Um, really? You surprised me. There's a whole, like, a whole roster of. Slytherin, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, and Gryffindor students. There are all the ancient and most noble houses. There's the noble houses. Uh, I am not doing character sheets for the members of the noble houses, period. Because like one of the things that we decided on between me and Rainbow was like what qualifies a house or a family to become ancient and most noble. And one of them was like the number of vassals you have. Uh, each ancient and most noble house has at least 20 vassal houses sworn 27. to. 27. Oh, is it 27? Oh, son yeah. of a bitch. It's 27. <laughs> 27. I'm not doing that for every goddamn ancient and most noble house. <laughs> like, yeah, mine included. Uh, that, that's, it's, it's not happening. Um Especially if I'm not getting paid for it. Like, if I was getting paid for it, sure, I'd suffer through it. But like, um, we're doing this for fun, remember? Kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I would, um, but it's too white. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, you should uh, probably sorry, cut that, that out, Joe. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that's an in joke, Joe. You don't want to know. I, I think I do, but I also think that we'll, we'll, we'll save that for a special edition version of this episode. <laughs> um, the show Epps doesn't want you to hear. That's <laughs> the show no one wants to hear. But there's, there's, there's also like... Um, as far as I remember, I wasn't even there for that. Doesn't matter. <laughs> there's also like uh, all the Death Eaters, because like what really bugged me in the books and the films is Voldemort's supposed to be this like this huge threat, blah blah blah. He has like twenty people to fight for him. <laughs> and like I get the whole fear and stuff, but it's like you know, Voldemort's war before the books is referred to as the Blood War, right? Or, or Voldemort's war. You can't really have a war with twenty people uh, that's a skirmish. Um, it's it's just common sense, really. <laughs> so, like, um, wait, his you do common sense? You surprise me. On occasion. Uh, so there's there's a lot more uh, support that he can come on. The like uh, he can count on. Sorry. There's the whole other world, which has way more houses than Britain. 
and there's like the people from around the world that come into the story here and there um, from say like France, Germany uh, you know Scandinavia, that kind of thing I'm trying so hard not to spoil I'm trying so hard not to spoil um, <laughs> I'm, I'm keeping an eye on what Indy's saying because there's things that you don't know as well Ooh. Hey Lauren, uh, did we get any questions from the court? We did. I've actually got that open, or I did. Let me know. Um, one of the questions from Annie, actually, who you mentioned earlier, was A Help has one of the most extensive, extensive world building in a fanfic. <clears throat> so, what's the inspiration behind that? And what's the best and worst part about the world building that you've done? Uh, I'm guessing the worst part is actually doing it. The, wor <laughs> the worst part is that Rainbow doesn't have campfires, <laughs> so I can't send him the files. Um, the is it free or do you actually have to pay for it? Campfire uh, you have to pay for. I use the free program called World Anvil. Yeah, I'm, go I'm going to be getting different. World Anvil uh, as well at some point, but that would be more for like my own thing. Um, campfire is also get Rainbow to beta. <laughs> Yeah, I'll drag I'll I'll drag him with kicking screaming <laughs> if I have to. His face there. <laughs> um, Campfire is a it's a one time payment program, um, and it's wicked for like world building things uh, for any story really because like you can there's like a section for like characters and you can link characters together in like relationship trees and reference them and all of that um it has like a species section where you can like add species which i made the mistake of adding every goddamn last uh species from uh, the fantastic beasts there's there's some that don't exist because i hate them um and i will go into a 15 20 minute rant about the chimera oh, song. I'm, yeah. I'm just gonna skip Move on. past that. <laughs> yes, I near as damn it um, heard you about that. Yes, was it yesterday? Yeah, I was tidying things up. But um, the, be the best part about world building is seeing the world form, uh, for lack of a better phrase, because like it starts off as like you know one tiny little sheet or like a sentence or an idea here and then next thing i know i've got a whole pantheon of gods that i've made because i hate myself it's the only explanation i've got at this point uh that all have their own uh origins uh the way the worshipped uh uh holy books and blah 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 uh whereas the worst thing about it is i would say going back and tidying things up so i've <laughs> i've done the character sheets for the students at hogwarts like seven or eight times now because i'm getting better at doing it and there's more things that i can add and link to them as i've added things to the world building. The like the world building's always being built by up. By the way, 
Yes. Yeah. We did. Yeah. yeah. I know what the wood was. I don't remember about the core. Uh, I can bring it up. If you wouldn't mind. You just want to flex. Cut this out. Since we're all doing it now. <laughs> you just you look flex. exactly I apologize like I you are going to see me pouring <laughs> wine, but fuck it. Uh, I'm not sure how to feel about that, Rainbow. It's either a good thing or a bad thing. It's a good thing. Well, yeah, yes, I can mostly take the um, mick out of some people I know about the fact that I've seen Rainbow and they haven't. <laughs> you four and one other person are the only people in the Harmony server that have seen my face. Or you three. Uh, so there's four people total. <clears throat> so that's the thing that that is interesting then. What have you done? Uh, it didn't save, which is really weird. Okay, I remember what the wood was. I don't remember what the cores were. Or core, I don't remember. Yeah, the wood was apple wood, and it was like 12 inches, I think, according to this. Because yeah. uh, I don't think we ever decided on the core. We did, but it, for some reason it just didn't save. But, um, well, I don't just, remember what it is. So. <laughs> oh, fuck it, you got uni unicorn tail hair now. <laughs> Okay. Any particular reason for that? Because I spreadsheet over here. It's it's first one that made sense. <laughs> okay. Well, we can come back to that later when we're not recording. Um, the other um, questions that we had, other um, were, how long did you spend planning a hop before you published chapter one? And I'm guessing by the sounds of it, not very. Uh, I didn't at all. Uh, AHOP started entirely from... Um, I, I just finished reading, I think it was Dobby's Deceit or Sympathetic Properties. It was one of the two of them. Maybe even Marauder's Plan. Uh, that is such a good fic. That is still one of my favourites. And I was, I was doing... I was working on a 3D project at the time. And I took a 20-minute break for, for my lunch. And I was just like, okay, cool. How difficult would it be to make a Weisengamot system uh, in Excel? Which I did in 20 minutes. There was like, I think I made like 150 I houses. You say Weisengamot and I would say Wisengamot. Yeah, I think it's just a pronunciation thing, but... um. Yeah, but it's interesting seeing that there's only, what, an hour's drive between the pair of us? Yeah, something like that. But, um, yeah, did that in about 20 minutes. Um, and then uh, the f that night, I wrote two and a half thousand words in, I don't know, like an hour, something like that. Um, and then I posted it. I had no intentions of posting a second chapter or even continuing it. I was just like, that that scratched an itch. <laughs> you really do hate yourself, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I was. I, I'm. I'm still really surprised by the comments that I get and like the reviews and stuff like that. Like, because I'm I'm shocked that anyone reads it at all. Just well, yeah. I don't know if this is a spoiler or whatever, but you recently got a wreck from Muggle Dad, for God's sake. Yeah, right. 
Petri can like kiss my ass for that one because like he messaged me in the middle of he messaged me on Discord in like the middle of the night and he just says don't know if you've seen this or not but Muggle Dad just wrecked you in uh, in his latest chapter and then he bounced and said nothing after that and I was just like okay cool I'm just gonna have a mini freak out at 3 a.m. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah it. I, that was weird um but really nice at the same time um i've seen i've seen the story recommended on reddit a couple of times facebook like i had to take a lap around the house when uh mika did the spotlight sunday on a hop uh, a couple months back because well, i know i've wrecked it on Karaskaban, but i'll have to redo it uh um See, like, I don't know any of like the the fandom sites, so I just stick to like faith. I, to this day, I never. So okay, so I joined the Reddit, uh, the Harmony Reddit, again because I was looking for for a beta. That's how I got um, introduced to the Discord server. In uh, like, so you and I joined about the same time, I think. Yeah, you joined like a week after me or something like that. Because I remember you doing your introduction. But um, I've I've have seen people, you know, like do the self promotion and and that kind of thing on Reddit and that kind of thing. But like the or Facebook. And the only times I've ever done self promotion is in the Discord server. Um, and I think I think I think I've like done like the a cheeky recommendation on Facebook when someone's been looking for something specific, but I think I've done that. You like being twice. cheeky, you surprise me. It's a personality trait. What can I say? Um, it's certainly something. I'll give you that. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the fact that it's it's blown up to such an extent is is mad to me. Like I just can't. I can't fathom it. Considering that, like, apart from that, apart from AHOP, my most viewed story is 20,000 hits, and that's over four or five years old. Um, Are you saying your grandparents are now keeping a track of it, which is really. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I guess guess for the podcast, I live with my grandparents. Um, Sorry, that was not supposed to. Oh no 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 no! It's fine. I've got no problems saying it. Um, I live with my grandparents, uh, and we're going through lockdown together. Uh, and they've lucky always you. at least you've got somebody there. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 luckier than most. Um, one of the they've they've always been my my biggest fans when it comes to me doing anything, whether it's or uh, my writing or anything they've always they've always been my number one fans and um is <clears throat> is <laughs> the story has gained more and more traction they've started keeping like a weekly tally of the numbers uh which was really sweet because uh like we we passed the quarter of a million across both sites like two weeks ago 
which blows my fucking mind. Um, like, how many people did I have to bait into reading it? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's 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 all I think about. But like, I've I've said it from like day one. Uh, was working with Rainbow in particular. Like, I'm just the word monkey. Like, all the quality and stuff comes from Rainbow and his checks and a lot of his ideas like you will never find a guy that knows more about fucking norse mythology <laughs> than rainbow <laughs> um I think we remember a couple of minutes in the cord where i could feel that rainbow got a bit incensed <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh man you should you should really uh set him off with um talking about how tolkien butchered uh norse mythology with the dwarves because uh, that that that's that always gets me like slapping me thighs. But there is there is a very real reason why at the beginning. Oh, getting you on the... castles is the other one. <laughs> there's a, there's a very real reason why before the first chapter even starts, there is a dedication uh, to Rainbow uh, on the story, and it is it is well earned. And I I consider myself probably the luckiest uh author on the server to have rainbow uh baitering for me so um, yeah he's well, my boy happy way to bring the, <laughs> the podcast <laughs> <laughs> rainbow but, crying over there? no he's flipping us off okay we're good yeah <laughs> i know i'm flipping one person off so uh no okay let me i, I want to say you something. know you love us really uh maybe <laughs> um, <laughs> so I think Envy plays me up a little bit much. Um, the the story, obviously, like he is the author. All of the ideas come from him. Um, there's a couple of bits that are that I have written that he's decided to just take wholesale and use. Which, of course, you know, I gave them to him free, you know, free of use or whatever. He wanted to change them up or whatever. I'm just my entire role as a beta reader, and this is what I think every however beta reader should do it is to um, not insert myself into his work. It is to amplify and occasionally refine what he is trying to to say, and that is the entire point of what I do. Um, my my job is not to to take his story and make it something else. My job is to make sure that he gets what he wants across um, into the the story. Um, sure, there are times in which I want to beat him upside the head with a rusty baseball bat, but times i want to do that to myself like (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no my my as uh you know and envy has been a great guy to work with (coughs) these past several months and i look forward to working with them in the far in you know in the future as well um i do love working with ahop um i admit when i first started when i first started the first chapter uh chapter six with uh with him i was like man i don't know where this is going but i know this is going to be a ride and uh (laughs) Well, you went wrong, were you? <laughs> no, I was not. Um, it's gone several directions that I would not have considered. A um, couple of times, Envy has required some uh, more forceful course correction because I thought he was going down a rabbit hole that he didn't need to go down. Um, and there are examples, other times... please. Exposition vomit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Example, like case in point. Oh God! The Mayor of Erised chapter is the oh, biggest. Fuck. 
Thought the biggest one. Um, so the Mirror of Erisa chapter is the chapter in which we experience um, the other world um, from Harry's point of view as an adult. Uh, he's got siblings. Oh god, is that the one with Harry's siblings and that whole... Yeah. Oh shit, I forgot that. I wrote that in one take. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the pair of you so much because that gave me so many feels. That gave me so many feels. That, so that actually only exists real quick that that actually only exists because i tried opening that chapter about 20 different ways and that was the one that just happened to work i had no like when i started writing that that whole scene i had no idea where i was going with it like i was finding out as i was writing it and it was terrifying so i was like hmm, do i give this to rainbow <laughs> yeah can i just say i hate the pair of you so much because that gave me so many feels so so, so en many feels envy has a way of writing that is very influenced by jr martin and uh tolkien and other high fantasy writing uh high fantasy authors out there um i wish you would take a couple of pages out of patrick rothfuss's book but you know you can lead a horse to water you can't make them drink kind of thing um <laughs> I gave you that I book. Mean, like Charlie Strauss, or am I completely on the wrong thing? Wrong thing. Um, okay. But he has an annoying habit of just dumping exposition. Like he will describe everything in a scene to a detail that has me just banging my head against the desk because you don't fucking need it half the time. Um, and. One, that's our probably our, our bigger headbutts that we have is it's like why are you describing this? Let these let your readers imagine something. <laughs> I spent two pages in uh, in chapter eight. So uh, this is just after Rainbow started working with me. I spent two pages in Word, uh, which is a little over a thousand words, uh, describing Harry having a bath. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then uh a couple chapters later it was harry's first day at hogwarts and i wanted to show his morning routine like from like when he wakes up to like when the lessons start and in my head i knew why i wanted to do that but i hadn't told rainbow <laughs> and rainbow's like why why <laughs> and i'm just like because it, it sets this up and then he's like oh okay <laughs> and now like it, it it's still a point where like we'll come back to it like every every like every couple months or whatever it comes up in the in the discord server or something like that and someone's like why did you do that and then like the weirdest thing happens because rainbow like jumps on him like no like i was i was the biggest advocate for cutting it, but like it makes sense now and it's needed. I'm just like, that's a weird 180. <laughs> I wasn't I was just like, Rainbow defending you is weird. It's, okay, so it's not really. We, we have an interesting you. dynamic. It's more of a love hate. It's not even that. It's it's a matter <laughs> of like once a when he sends again going back to what i said a minute ago once he sends me something it's very raw it is i, I don't know a good way to describe it it's like handing some it's like 
all the all the things I would use to describe it are blacksmithing or metalworking related. So I, I got to back up on that. Um, fuck it, I, I don't even know. It's it's just raw. It's just a a a hunk of just oh, fucking a. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> Oh, here we go. It's like handing someone a, if for anyone who's a, a miniature painter out there, it's like handing someone an unpainted mini that hasn't been assembled or that has been kind of barely assembled with some masking tape and hope. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing you so many favors there, isn't he, Envy? Honestly, it's the most accurate description I've ever. <laughs> it, it, it is a it is a a model. There we go. It's it's like a it's like a like you go to a hobby store and you buy like a, a car or a tank or a plane or a whatever, and they do it like he's done a dry fit on everything and he's taped it all together. So it's like, hey, look, I made a thing, and he hands it to me, and it's my job to take all that tape off, glue it together prime it and paint it, put it on a base and hand it back for him to go show off. Um, he's already done all of the hard work in terms of laying out the pieces where they're supposed to go. It's just my job to take what he has hogged out of, out of the raw, uh, you know, out of the raw ether and then put the final coat of paint on it and hand it back to him. Um, and the, the, the Arpton chapters where he does a lot more descriptive based writing where there's not a lot of dialogue are the ones that you'll see my hand a little bit more in terms of, uh, of my changes and my edits, whereas the dialogue is generally all his. Um, I will occasionally hit him over the head with a, with a link to a thesaurus because he uses the same word over and over and over again. They're there. I know you don't use them. <laughs> These are all dictionaries and thesauruses right here. I've never once picked one up. Like, I love it when, when I've I've handed uh, Rainbow something. I said this the other night in a call, uh, but my, <laughs> I know I've struck gold when Rainbow gets really passive aggressive, and he just sends me like links to online thesauruses and dictionaries and shit, because like there was, oh. What what's the record? There's one word that I use like 27 times. While, while I used while 27 times in a single chapter. No, no, sorry, Jesus that record Christ. was stood. That record oh, was oh, stood. Oh, stood. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've got, I I tend to write how I speak, uh, which is a habit that. Well, that's uh, dangerous. Yeah, which is a habit that Rainbow is slowly beaten out of me. But um. You're actually, including. But only slightly. <laughs> so, so <laughs> this this so wrote i want to for anyone who's listening and who wants to start writing and picking things up um writing how you speak is actually a good idea um writing to start that, with let me finish damn it <laughs> it's actually a good idea because that means you're more ac you're more able to get your story on paper or on onto your computer however you want to put it and that's always the hardest part is getting your story out of your head onto a visible medium or your, it doesn't yeah. have to be your story. It's your, your artwork, your, your music piece, your spoken thing. That is the hardest thing to do is to just get it out of your head. 100%. And writing how you speak is the easiest way. Um, 
Uh, one second, sorry. Uh, to destroy grandma. Fuck right off. <laughs> no, trust me, I get that 100%. Yeah. It, uh, real quick, just jumping on the back of that, like, the thing that I would say to a lot of writers is, um, Type a like type out a conversation how you would say it because it makes dialogue feel a lot more natural. Like if you like say instead of saying you know it is like this, just say it's like you could. Uh, I'll t <laughs> so uh, let me, I'll, I'm going to modify you real quick. <laughs> is using a contraction in dialogue is you should do that because most most speakers are going to say it's or don't or um, if you're writing in American, they're going to say ain't, that kind of thing. When you are writing exposition, like it is, like if you're saying the, the, the thing is over there or whatever, you're going to want to say it is. You're going to want to, you don't want to use contraction in your exposition. Um, but going, going back, it's writing how you speak, getting it out is the best way to do things. You know, once it's out of your head, then you can work on your refining and your editing. And if you don't want to do that yourself, that's fine. If you want to post it the way it is, do that. That's a still a very valid way of doing things. If you want to hand it off to someone like me or an editor or someone else, you know, give them some rules. If you're very uncomfortable with it, give them some rules like, hey, I just want you to correct the grammar. Don't talk about the story. And if they don't respect that, drop them, you know, drop them. You, they don't, you don't need that negativity in your life, that kind of thing. Um, and that's, that's usually how I start with someone is like, I just edit the grammar. I edit the word placement. I edit the flow and that's it. With Envy, we've kind of developed a different relationship in which I'll tell him he's being stupid when he's writing something or not. Um, <laughs> happens more than you care to admit. <laughs> no, I'll admit it. It happens a lot. <laughs> uh, so what we're saying is envy is fairly frequently in Egypt. Yes. Yeah. I have a habit of like, it's only like the last three chapters. Like I've never planned chapters out either. Like from chapter one to three chapters ago, not a single chapter was planned out. I have bullet points from the original uh, word doc where like all the years are planned out, like all the, like the key events and like little notes and bullet points and that kind of thing, which is a document that's like 15 pages long, by the way. Um, and that's only like, either. and that's like the main pieces. That's not like you know, little side bits here and there, like side plots. That's like main plot. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I've, 200 chapters is probably considered. <laughs> I've I've never planned out a chapter when I've gone to write it. It's always been like, you know, buckle up and hope for the best, and you know, see see where it goes. Oh, fly um, by the seat of your pants. Pretty much, uh, like balls to the wall. Let's go. It's only the last three chapters. So at the time that I'm saying it's chapters uh, thirty three, thirty four, and thirty five that I have planned out. That with... bullied you into planning? No, no, no. no. He, he didn't actually say anything. Um, 
So, in, so actually, I, I want to go ahead and point this out. Like, we, we talk a lot about how I bully Indy, and a lot of that, you know, is a lot of good fun. Um, <laughs> I make fun of him. I, I, you know, I shit all over him. You know, I poke fun at him a lot. But in terms of the actual story, you know, very little of this has anything to do with me. It's I – his story is his story. I just kind of – you're getting a little in the weeds. Let's, let's, let's get back on the path here sometimes. Um, the planning and his evolution of his writing has been all him. Um, some, like I've beaten some lessons into him over just sheer constant repeated edits and occasionally yeah, yeah. I yell at him, but <laughs> very little of the, like, if he wants and to play, occasionally you surprise me. If he wants to plan something, that's all on him. I, I write like he does. And the couple of, the one story I have going right now, it's, I write completely unplanned it's a here's the overview of the chapter i want to write let's see where this goes and i start putting i start word vomiting words you know word vomiting onto the page and wherever i end up is where i end up as long as i've hit those main points i've got on my my document to my to my right i'm set yeah there's 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 been a few chapters that have just kind of veered off um here and there um all right, gang. Let's uh, let's we'll finish this point up, but we should probably start closing this episode out. It's getting a little long in the tooth. A little long. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, sorry. you're fine. You're fine. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say one of the questions that Bonded was asking earlier was how much have you stuck to your plans? But obviously, from what you've said, you pretty much haven't had them. And uh, have they just gotten away from you and deviated from your original intentions? Octarus. Octarus. Um, Octurus. He's awesome, though. Octurus will always be my favorite character in A Hop. Um, Octurus is the character that started the whole thing, and he will have an impact on the story all the way to the end. Um, he he. Yeah, you're gonna stop me going. He is my Ned Stark, basically. Um to put it into context oh. for people. But um He's your Sean B. Yeah. Um but like he's he's what set the whole thing off. Um there are other characters that have gotten away from me, like for example Daphne. Like I love Daphne to bits um with the direction that I've taken her in because she's based off of an actual friend of mine, <laughs> um, like her whole personality. Is Tammy? Is it? No, 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 no. Uh, this this person will remain nameless, but I knew them at university. Um, Fine. But yeah, like the per the personality is one hundred percent her, and it's hilarious um, to see people enjoy her, like enjoy the character. Um, I love Astoria. Astoria is chaos personified um, because of, you know, the direction that, that we're, we're taking her. Um, there are chapters that have gotten completely uh, blown out of proportion <laughs> in terms of, like, the rest of the story because I just end up having fun which is the the biggest thing for writing anything is just have fun 
Um, but in terms of like the overall plan for the story and stuff like that, everything is for the most part, like in like the large strokes has stayed on track. Um, like me and rainbow had a, like one of the defining things that really got me and rainbow working really well together was we had a six hour discord call where we went through the entire story. We spitballed ideas. We worked on what would work, what wouldn't work. Um, came up with new ideas, sacked some ideas off. And now we have something solid that we're both working from. Like we have as a start, a middle, and then we have three acts. And it's just seeing where we go in between. Awesome. Sounds that's always the fun part as well yeah yeah the question that actually came from the discord and i want to know what your answers is because i know what i think who would win between envy and rainbow in the fist fight <laughs> thank you bonded <laughs> uh i'd say what do you guys think i'd say rainbow because like i'm six foot two uh so i'm i'm like tall and slow <laughs> rainbow's a bit shorter so like i reckon he's got speed on him and he was a blacksmith as well so like exuding confidence just sitting there with the guns out and everything just yeah man like he's just there like uh i'd say well, me I've too got his, like, prison gonna... tattoos. <laughs> uh, i'd say me too because i'm not gonna fight fair <laughs> Yeah, it, it, Wait, you mean you think Envy will? Oh yeah, like, I'm not gonna kick him in the dick. Like, you know, like there's the bro code, man. I'm really outnumbered here, aren't I? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I'd probably say like, look behind you or something, and like slap him with a fish. I don't know. Like, I just hope for the best. Yeah, no. But I'll um, <laughs> go into it knowing I'm gonna get my ass kicked. So. <laughs> Yeah, knee to the balls, fist to the Adam's apple, he's down for the count. Oh, yeah, really? I was going to say, I, one, I'm a girl, <laughs> and two, I used to do martial arts, so I'm So did I, so I used to do martial arts. But, yeah, you're part. not, a, I was going to say, if you're a girl, we really need to talk. And on that note... Thank God this was the dry run, right, Joe? Right, I'm shout, <laughs> shout out to today's sponsor, uh, Glitch Energy. I'm sorry, Joe, I missed that. I said, if we had sponsors, I'd be a lot happier in my day to day life. <laughs> Books and Brooms is a HMS Harmony production released in association with Hall of Justice. Music and themes by James Odell. Books and Brooms is a fan experience not intended to infringe upon existing trademarks. All works are the property of their original creators. Harry Potter, created by J.K. Rowling. Wizarding World characters and associated media are copyright of Warner Brothers Entertainment. All rights reserved. Yeah, man. Yes, you can see why I didn't trust these two to... Um... <laughs> Behave. It can be good. You're actually the one egging us on, so I blame you. Yeah. 
Oh, please. I have evidence otherwise, but it's not on the Harmony Discord. I want to know how many glasses of wine you've necked. <laughs> <'Cause> like... <laughs>